Wine, Food, Talk. NapaBroadcasting.com. Welcome back to Napa Broadcasting. Robert Louis Stevenson called wine bottled poetry. Certainly the romance, history, and mystique of wine gives it a special place. But also it sometimes distracts from its simple pleasure and enjoyment. But how to achieve both? How to garner the knowledge to appreciate both the history and the mystique of wine, but at the same time be able to enjoy it? On its own terms. That's what my guest, Wall Street Journal wine writer Letty Teague, has done in her new book, Words on Wine. Letty Teague is the wine columnist at the Wall Street Journal. She's the winner of three James Beard Awards and was the wine columnist for Food and Wine for 10 years. She's the author of the previous books, Educating Peter, and the co author of Fear on Wine. It is my pleasure to welcome Letty Teague to Napa Broadcasting to talk about her newest work, Wine in Words. Letty, thanks so much for joining us. Or I should say, w- w- Wine in Words. I always, in, in fact, the more wine, the more words sometimes. <laughs> exactly, and hopefully they're, they're largely appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about this kind of dissonance that goes on between, on the one hand, keeping that mystique and all the things that are sort of part of the poetry of wine, but at the right. same time, demystifying it so that people can enjoy it at its most basic level. Talk about that. Right, right. Um, it is a bit of, of a conundrum, but I think that's what happens. You know, whenever you get um, uh, deeply into anything, that it has uh, some complexity about it. I mean, obviously, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's quite easy to enjoy wine um, on a purely gustatory level. You know, it, um, you know and, and anyone can appreciate wine and say, you know, this is good, or, or my fa- uh, favorite adjective, this is smooth, I guess, <laughs> which seem, people seem to, you know, the, a basic descriptor of a pleasant, of a pleasurable experience. But I think with anything, once you um, develop a curiosity which turns into a passion, you always want to know more. And with wine, of course, you know, knowing more is, is kind of an infinite, uh, um, you know, possibility. You know, the world, the world of wine is, of course, as you know, um, uh, can be a quite complex one. So, you know, to straddle those two wor- worlds, you know, recognizing that, the, that for most people, um, a glass of wine is, is purely a pleasurable thing and not necessarily a philosophical um, uh, proposition or, a, or, a, or an intellectual, you know, challenge is a, is a delicate balance, you know, and I, and I think it's really just a, a question of how far the individual wants to go, you know, into the, into the topic. So, you know, um, and that's, uh, you know, and, and, and there, I think and the, the beauty part is, is that there plen- there's plenty of material out there in the world that, that, you know, will make that, um, will bridge that gap, will, you know, make that transition What's interesting about the passion is that in many cases, the more you know, the more knowledge you gain over time, the more it opens up the subjective world as well. I mean, and that makes it different than a lot of other passions where knowledge sometimes leads to more objectivity. It's kind of the reverse here. It's counterintuitive in many respects. Right. Right, but don't you think it's the more you know about anything, the more you realize, you know, it, it, the more you realize the vastness of. You know, I'm talking about any any complex subject, you know, the the greater the uncertainty that you know, uh, because you know what what you know is just a piece of a of a much larger thing, you know, right. um, and. And I think it's you know you and it's um, uh, it's very diff- you know it, it, it's very easy to I mean I know plenty of people for example who are my friends that, that only want to drink certain wines and only want to you know they don't want to go too much further down the road you know they've made their their arbitrary maybe it's because knowing that out there lies you know this this vast world and so they said you know I, I mean my very own sister 
basically drinks one wine and one wine only. So, um, <laughs> you know, she's decided this is where I this is where I stop um, <laughs> with Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> and I, I think there are plenty of people like like her. She's found something that, that really works for her. You know, and and you know, you've decided this is the end of the universe for me. Um, although I keep trying to push her into. I, I don't want any information <laughs> that will change my opinion. Essentially. <laughs> Yeah, basically. <laughs> you know, there's safety, you know, and people do want to feel safe about a lot of things, not just mine. <laughs> the other part of it is, as you touched on, the vastness of it. When, you know, when you started covering wine, the places where really good wine was produced, you could count maybe on two hands, if that much. Right. And that makes that, me sound really old. <laughs> no, 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 no. It just, it really speaks. Back when the world was flat. That's <laughs> right. when I was. Right. No, that's my time. It, 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 <laughs> really just has expanded so dramatically. Right, right. Of course, and that's, as a writer, that's an exhilarating um, uh, fact. And and um, on the other hand, you know, um, terrifying as well, because you feel like you'll never catch up, and you never will, of course, but um, there's always more to know, and, and there are always more and greater stories ahead. So um, it is, it's perfect in, in one way and, and um, exhausting, you know, in another, but it's, it's largely just a... Um, uh, exhilarating challenge, the, the, and, and for wine drinkers, of course, not just wine writers. More importantly, wine drinkers. You know, there's just such a, a vastness out there. Which one? One of the essays in the book that I write about is, you know, this this saying that people have: drink what you like. Which I think it's a, I think it's a terrible piece of advice. I think it's always drink what you don't know at all. You know, drink what you you have no idea about. You know, because to be forever in search of expanding your world. You know, not just in wine, but again, you know, in every aspect of your life. You don't just read the same kind of books, hopefully, over and over again. You know, why should you drink the same wine? You know. Have you seen a direct impact between the competitiveness that has taken place in the wine industry, that there is, there are so many more places producing wine, so many more producers, so many more vintners, and the right. quality? Have you seen that nexus? Right. You know, absolutely. Because you've got, first of all, you have more educated consumers. You have people demanding, you know, and expecting a higher quality uh, of wine across the board. So, you know, when you have uh, a larger and more educated um, audience for wine, then, you know, even if, you know, producers are compelled, those that would not choose otherwise to do so, to, to raise their, you know, quality standards if, if, if everyone around you. So it, it's, it's certainly, it's more, it's, it, it's more competitive um, in every regard, but the, the possibility to, you know, to find a, a, a good bottle of wine is that much greater, you know, uh, across the board. So, you know, um, the, 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 the benefit um, to the consumer of all this uh, this competition, this global competition, is is enormous, and um, you know, the, and, and and at the same time, that and the prices, you know, the prices are, you know, what you can get for for a, under fifteen dollars a bottle is is just phenomenal. The 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 range of choices, you know, maybe a little less uh, um, common, you know, in, in Napa, just because of the the built-in cost, you know, um, for production. But, um, you know, even so, I think that that's something that there are still some very great, you know, some great values to be found in the Valley as well as people, you know, spend the time to look for them. And it's not just, you know, it's not just about $150 bottles and, and up, you know. The, the other part of wine in words today is that every wine needs to have a story, that there seems uh -huh. to be the need for a narrative to go with every wine. Right, right. Well, it, it it helps people to relate to um, a wine, um, and they're you know, but that but I with the caveat that uh, um, a real narrative, you know, not just a marketing narrative, and there's a lot of that, you know, um, 
uh, a, a sort of faux overlay of story. But I think if it's an authentic narrative and there's an actual person or an actual idea or there's something for, for, for someone, you know, a wine drinker to hold on to and to be engaged by, then then um, that's that it obviously works very well. Um, it's kind of like the, old, the old-fashioned version of that, um, since, as you noted, I've been around since the dawn of time <laughs> of wine. You know, that it used to be the back label told you that cute story. And now, right. you know, you don't really see that so much anymore. Um, that's actually one of the essays in the book. You know, the, the end of the back label story used to be a little narrative, you know, the winemaker or where it was, or sometimes it was a map. But, um, you know, I, I think people are people are compelled by stories, you know, in 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 life, you know, and certainly that's that's true in their experience of wine. How important is it, do you think, and, and even for you, to know or to, to be aware of the person behind the story when there is a specific person involved? I think it's hugely important, you know. Um, I was actually having a conversation with someone the other day about, can, is, is, can a bad person make a good wine? <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, no names will be named here, but, um, and I think that, unfortunately, that is true. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, again, we're all looking for connections. So if you can connect to something, you know, and you want to, and you want to have another, feel, have another reason to drink something is to, is to um, feel like this is a interesting and worthy and ambitious and, and, and thoughtful person, um, it makes me that much happier to, to drink the wine, or in, the, in some, you know, in in many cases to write about um, a wine because, it, I mean, the, you know, the fact of the matter is, so many people are in this business, you know, not because they they wish to make a great deal of money, um, but because they have an artistic vision, you know, and 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 I, I know that's a little, you know. Uh, but they, but it means something to them, you know. It means something to them, and they, and they will, and and I've, you know, seen, you know, the great lengths uh, and and great expense and great, you know, personal, uh, um, uh, you know, great personal cost. You know, their their, you know, ambition to make a a a worthy wine. You know, it's it's uh, it's inspiring. You know, when you meet people like that. And that's part of what drives so much of wine tourism, not just here in the valley, but but everywhere. The idea that you know you can go visit art in a museum somewhere, but you don't get the opportunity to interact with the creator. When you right. wine tourism, exactly. you get that opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. And again, it's, 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 it goes back to that same thing, seeking a connection. You know, you want to say, I met this winemaker, I shook his hand, you know, I've not just, you know, and, and I've found this, uh, you know, bottle in the store and, and I've, I've actually had the experience of seeing where that place comes from. I mean, you know, seeing, feeling an actual, you know, tangible connection to something, um, I think is, is is vital. I think it's, it's, it's research that shows that you know if you um, uh, you know doing something, having experience is a much you know a much more enduring thing than possessing something. So I think to go to a place where a wine is made is is a much more resonant um, uh, you know uh, act than just buying a bottle and consuming it. I mean you know just like. Buying a sofa is much less meaningful in the long run than going, you know, taking a trip to Tunisia. (laughs) You write about generational change that's taking place with respect to the consumption of wine. And and certainly we are seeing changes in that regard, but what impact is that having, as you see it, filtering down into the kinds of wine that are being made, how it's affecting the product as we go through this generational shift and more and more of the, the 95 million millennials out there take up right. wine drinking? 
Right. Well, I think that from what I've seen, you know, that they're um, they're interested. There's certainly a, a value um, component, um, you know, because clearly they have only you know a certain amount of disposable income by and large. Um, there's a uh, an interest in uh, I think less about labels than about um, flavor, and perhaps that's not surprising. Um, um, I think that, you know, in, in Argent, you know, it seems like Argentine Malbec, you know, entry level wines that have that have some kind of a, um, a place in the market already. But I think that. Um, and I have a, a, a 25-year-old uh, stepdaughter who who is just joined a wine club, for example. And she said, you know, I want to understand Cabernet, and so you know, she joined that in order to have like you know uh, a range of Cabernets sent to her, so she could understand. So I feel like you know, but she doesn't want to know too much, but she wants to have some reference point, and and you know, not to not to um, you know hugely generalize on the strength of one anecdote, but I but I see that you know in other um, you know consumers of that you know that age, you know that. Um, they want to, you know, I think that, and maybe that's just a, it's a, a maturation of anything, you know, um, you, and it may be one day she will just want, she wants to actually, you know, know something about, you know, beyond what Argentine Cabernet is versus, you know, Napa, Napa Cabernet. But um, I think there's a tremendous openness, you know, uh, and I think the fact that we are, we are the number one wine consuming nation in the world um, says something and certainly that, 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 you know, a younger generation has a big part of that, uh, that statistic. Of course, there's competition, particularly from, with respect to millennials from cocktails and from craft beer and, and right. everything else sure. that, that we're seeing sure. so much of. Sure, if, especially cocktails, you know, that's... Yeah, some somebody made the point recently that with the growth of, of breweries that are doing craft beer, that if it keeps going at its current pace for the next five years, everybody will have their own label. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the fun with respect to wine and whether you've seen more or less of that of late. Fun? Fun. <laughs> My goodness, you know, if you're not having, if, if if wine can't deliver some form of enjoyment, I'd say you're better off, you know, um, head for 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 some other beverage. Um, <laughs> you know that there's there's you know that, that's a you know <laughs> that is there there is nothing there's nothing more. Uh, I don't want to say fun because it's it's right. uh, um, exhilarating, you know, than to have an experience. Of, of a great wine uh, to meet a uh, um, a brilliant winemaker to go to a brilliant you know or, or rather a beautiful wine region. Um, there's so many aspects of wine that you know to 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 experience you know that are that are, wine is so compelling. And of course you know I have a I have a pro- professional uh, um, uh, you know stake in that in that game. But I, I feel like that's why I got into the world of wine in the first place. You know. Um, so very long ago, you know, because it's it just it's endlessly um, captivating and compelling and, and surprising and 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 shocking. You know, sometimes right. I mean, it's just and that has, of course, to do with everyone that's in this business. You know, it's it's just not um, it's just not an ordinary business um, at its very you know um, at its very best. And the reason I bring up the fun thing is because sometimes, particularly here in the Valley, I suppose, maybe not as much in other places, there is a sense of people taking it just a tad too seriously. Mm, Right. Well, I guess it's a delicate balance, right? I mean, Napa has a tremendous reputation in the world, you know, so you 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 don't want to, um, you know, cheapen that, so it has, there has to, you know, that that has to be um, respected and maintained, but um, I don't know. I don't. I don't see any lack of people having, you know, any lack of fun. <laughs> if you want any tasting room, um, you know, that seems like the fun is maybe it's sometimes expensive fun, <laughs> but uh, doesn't that doesn't seem to be uh, 
uh, missing component. Tell us a little bit about how you got involved in this business. Ah, well, um, back in the uh, <laughs> in the days when uh, you know, ships uh, had had uh, you know. Um, ores and uh, anyway, uh, but what? Uh, see, I was. It was actually. It was, it was an odd um, beginning. I was in. Um, I was a student in Ireland, of all places. Um, and the and the father of the family I lived with was a uh, was a wine merchant. And I came from largely grew up in the Midwest and a little bit in the South. And we didn't really. You know, my family didn't really drink wine in any serious way. Um, it was. It was you know jug wine. Um, there was nothing to talk about really. And and when I lived with this family, you know they they talked about wine and and it was a you know a wine shop and it was a a wine importer and distributor, and they had a, a wine bar, and I actually even worked there for a little bit. Um, and it was just because I was a student of literature, I, I found that that wine was a, a topic every bit as uh, um, as compelling and, and and metaphor, you know, uh, um, heavy and and uh, as 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 literature. I mean, it it was as as, as complex and as um, uh, endless a you know a topic as 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 great writing, and had many of the same things. In common, and so I, you know, I came back and I graduated, and 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 immediately set off looking for a job in the wine business, which of course I had no idea what that meant, but it just sounded very convincing when, you know, everyone else was going off to law school. I said, I mean, I'm going to be in the wine business, and that thus began a whole series of of, of um, extremely unsuccessful careers um, in, in sales <laughs> and, and retail and wholesale and marketing, and then eventually, um, and I'm you know going to telescope this, I uh, um, you know I ended up uh, on the journalism side of things, you know. Uh, my first magazine job at a magazine that no longer existed, and then Food and Wine, and then the Wall Street Journal, and it, it, it turned out very well because I'd had this, you know, sort of um, uh, long, albeit unsuccessful, experience in the in the in the business of wine. So I had a, a notion of how it it worked, you know, how how things worked, and that that um, was was quite an advantage. Um, and now, you know, just a, uh, you know, and, and obviously since, you know, I got into the, the, the world of wine journalism some 20 years ago, um, you know, the, that world has expanded exponentially, you know, needless to say, with so many, with so much out there, so many blogs, so many forums, so many, you know, zines, so many, you know, just so much um, information available, um, you know, some of it needing a bit more curating and editing, but, right. uh, you know, and of course, you know, newspapers and magazines continue. What, what impact has all that had that there are so many, you know, blogs and, and, mm. and just so much stuff online, all the stuff you were talking about? What impact do you right. think that's had on the wine business, on winemakers? I mean, is there too much reaction to it, too much response well, to it? You know, I'm I'm not that, you know, I could, that would be a question, I guess, to pose to winemakers rather than a wine writer, because I feel like wine writers spend way too much time talking about other wine writers. How important is wine writing and how important are scores? And I, you know, I don't, I think that's a, a question that I, I would want to turn back to winemakers. And, and I have asked that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think that, you know, numbers matter to retailers, you know, scores matter to retailers. I don't know how much they matter to, to winemakers. I think that, you know, when you have so many voices now, obviously, you know, you don't, you know, there was, of course, the the, the rise of, of Robert M. Parker Jr., you know, a tremendously successful and authoritative voice, you know, in, in the world of wine criticism, and you had magazines like Wine Spectator. I don't, I think that clearly that's still very powerful. Um, and I don't know how much all the other additional voices of critics and 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 and, and bloggers and I, I don't I don't know that I can you know mm-hmm. accurately judge how um, how significant an impact they've had in the business. Certainly, there's been some impact, but um, I feel like you know the producers would be the best 
know, best suited to answer that that question. And and finally, talk a little bit about the business of writing about wine and and mm-hmm. being <laughs> fresh and being original and right. really coming to each project and each bottle and each adventure with a, a new sense of imagination, a new sense of vocabulary, a new sense of looking at it that you have to do constantly. Right. Well, I think, mm, I don't know about the vocabulary. I feel like, <laughs> um, you know, you can only use so many things, but, uh, uh, words, but, uh, but it's definitely um, looking for an angle. And I think that, that, that there has to be something new and different and exciting. And it's not just, um, here's yet another winemaker doing yet another thing. I mean, I've, I've tried, that's very, very important to me as a writer is to have, um, uh, you know, have good ideas. And that's, that's, and, you know, it's all very well and good to say, but I feel like I, I tried to, you know, I think it's important in my job at least to have, um, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a component of service. So it's like, you know, these are, these are great wines. These are great wines to try, but it's also, it's also, you want to have thought pieces. Like I did a column on sulfites, you know, cause I felt like it's one thing and it was a huge topic, you know, cause people, you know, I know it's very, you know, it's, it's like the number one consumer question and it's, something that people talk a lot about but don't necessarily have accurate information about and and so you know talk to allergists and talk to you know a variety of people and then I've and then I've done you know sort of fun stories like going um, grocery shop grocery store shopping for wine which sounds you know obviously in California is a very simple thing but in New York and you know, it doesn't exist and and what kind of you know, and and the the increased sophistication of of grocery stores, you know, nationwide. You know, you of course have a significant advantage in California of having probably some of the best grocery store selections. But you know, or, or what it was like, you know, what the Costco wine selection is like, and so you know, just sort of fun and 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 fun things, or what it what it means to uh, to drink alone, which is something that I'm working on now. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so I think to have a diversity of 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 uh, ideas about you know um, about what wine writing is 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 absolutely key you know it's not just uh it's not just reporting new vintages and 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 10 new zealand sauvignon blancs kind of thing wall street journal wine columnist letty teague her new book is wine in words letty i thank you so much for spending time with us thank you it was great fun thank All right. you thank you <laughs> sure. you're listening to napper